Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our evening podcast with Yin Yang the Podcast. Yin and Yang here tonight to talk to everybody about two week notices. So, in the beginning of every podcast, we have always tried to go ahead and play our live disclosure. Yin We're going to try again now. Does not own rights to any background music or noise you may hear. This podcast is completely opinion based and may include adult content, adult language, and verbiage not suitable for any underage viewers. Information found in this podcast may not contain exact accuracy as it is opinion-based. Please listen at your own risk. All right. I played tonight. I know. So for TikTok, just so that y'all know, our disclosure doesn't come across to TikTok for some reason. So more or less our disclosure is just letting you know we are not scientists. We are not doctors. All of our information is opinion-based. So listen at your own risk. But here we are tonight with Ying Yang, the podcast, and we're talking about two-week notices. So, Sheena, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, and I also want to put another disclosure out there. Um, if my boss is listening, um, these are my opinions, <laughs> um, and <laughs> I'm allowed to have them. I am subject. Please listen accordingly. Um, no, that's – I mean, she more than likely is listening. She's one of our biggest supporters. However – um, she knows, I think she knows for the most part how I feel about this. So Sheena, have you ever walked out of a job without a two week notice? Yes. Was there no notice? Like, did you just like up and quit or did you give them like a couple day notice? I gave them like a week notice. Okay. Okay. So you still gave some kind of notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I try to be and was it a job that you... Okay, so I, so I like the way that you worded that just now, because this is the controversy, and this is the whole reason we decided to kind of do this podcast, is this is the controversy. We grew up, and for the record, I'm 38, um, Sheena is close to that age, so we grew up in an era where we were always taught that it's respectful and the correct thing to do to turn in a two-week notice. So if you wanted to continue to work in that field or, you know, within that company or you wanted the opportunity to ever go back, you always made sure you gave a two-week notice so that you were left in good standing. Right. Today's culture is being raised completely different. And I don't know if you knew that, Sheena. Yeah, they don't. They, we're in a, an entitlement culture where everyone feels that they're entitled <laughs> a little bit. Listen, I kind of get it, though. I'm not going to lie. At 38, I have probably put in. There's so I have two jobs that I one of those jobs, I only put in a one week notice and the other job I did not put in notice. Um. However, and I'll, I'll, but did we get further on the podcast? I'll explain why my reasoning for not putting that notice in was. But just as an individual, I've always put in two-week notices um, because I do believe in giving that company the opportunity to try to fill my position. (laughs) Right. Um, But even on top of that, it's kind of like I feel like I put those two-week notices in in vain. I can give you the perfect example. 
Um, the last job that I left, and I won't say the name or anything like that, but the last job that I left, I put in my two-week notice with the initial understanding that I would get paid out for vacation if I did that. And I did, and I worked out my full two weeks, and I even stayed late, and I busted my butt to make sure that I wrapped up every single thing on my plate. And then after I left, they decided not to pay me out for my vacation. And I didn't even receive word that that might happen until the day before my last day. Really? And I didn't receive word from the owner. I received word from gossip around the office. So it was one of those things where it was like, well, dang, man, like I only did this because of that when I could just go to the other job. The other job wanted me to start immediately. And so it made me feel like, dang, um, I just did these two weeks for no reason. Right. You know, and, and that's how you're so supposed to do it. If I was respectful it, how... enough to give a two week notice, why weren't they respectful enough to keep their end of the bargain? And that's why most people give their two week notice is so you can. I know that so you can get paid out for your PTO and get all mm-hmm. your vacation time that you're due that you earned. Um, that's why people. That's why I don't really blame people who just take their vacation time and then quit without a notice because of things that happen like that. That you're going to expect exactly. it on your last check because you did the right thing. You took care. You took the right steps and the protocols, but then you get gypped in the end. Well, and I don't know if anyone knows this. Um, I think that our live on Facebook did not activate. So Uh-oh. I'm going to double check it. But anyways. um. One of the biggest things about that is your employer doesn't give you a two-week notice. That part, yeah. When, when they, they fire you, you they just... you all. <laughs> like, yeah, I had one job, and this was, like, a long time ago in my early 20s, um, before Adam. So I came into the job, and they were like, oh, well, we lost the contract, and we got to lay everybody off. You know, and we were laid off that same day. So it's like, wow, you think you get up in the morning and you have a job you're going to come to find out the next week you don't have a job to go to. So that's seeing those those are kind of the problems with and that's where this culture has come from with this newer generation where they're deciding not to put in the notice. Um, And another thing to think about with two-week notices, and I don't know if anybody's ever been through this. I have gone through this before. And this was actually a point that was brought up to me by one of our followers that is asked to remain anonymous. Mm -hmm. Um, But she advised me that like with a smaller company, if you put in a two-week notice, if you're, let's say you're the accountant for a small company and you put in a two-week notice, they are more than likely going to just let you go. Yeah. Or like for me, I was an administrative assistant, you know, so I had access to every password within that company and I had access to lock everybody out of the systems. So when I put in my two week notice for the safety of their own company, they paid me out the vacation, not my vacation. They paid me out the two weeks. They did pay me out my PTO with that company. Um, but they paid, they paid me out my two weeks and they just let me go. Um, and it wasn't like the day that day I put in my two week notice. And then like two days later that morning they came in and they were like, you know, we're just going to go ahead and release you, um, for the safety of our company. 
And I completely understood. No love lost. Um, I would still go back to that company. Um, but they did it for the protection of their company because I was leaving and they didn't understand why. Um, but it's not always up to the employer to understand why. You can always feel free to go back and tell them later. With my last company, I never disclosed why I left. You know, if you ask them, it's going to be that I needed medical insurance. And if they truly want to believe that, then they can absolutely believe that. And I don't care. Um, but, I mean, they didn't pay me out my, my vacation anyway. So it kind of tells <laughs> right. you the kind of company I was working for um, while I was working for them. So it's one of those things where we do what we can as people. But I don't feel like I should give two-week notices. I do. Like... Like the company I'm with now, I'm in property management. So I would give them a two-week notice because I would never want my name to be blackballed in that industry. Right. Because that industry is important to me. It's an industry I want to stay in. Right. So I and that's make how sure I, I look at right it, too. Like, like, and I, when I'm thinking about two-week notice, I'm thinking about your, you know, your main job. Like all my main jobs in my industry, in my career field, I have took the proper channels, gave a two-week notice when I could. Like, there was one job where they wanted me to start in the next training class, and it was less than two weeks. I either had to take it or leave it type of thing. So I was like, listen, I'm sorry. I couldn't give you a two-week notice. I have to start this job next week, so you only get a week notice, but I'll do what I can within this last week, and so on and so on. Now, on my little side jobs, my little part-time extra income I for this thing I need to do type of thing um when you doing those type of jobs I mean I had little side jobs uh I meant little part-time jobs with dominoes and uh, uh, cashiering and stuff like that and driving um delivery driving and stuff like that so those I probably didn't do no two-week notice when I finished I didn't need a second income no more or whatever I probably like, hey I, I'm done like I ain't coming back but like main jobs in my main field you know, I always try to give a two-week notice because I wanted to stay respected in that field. Right. And you never know when you well, really and need a reference. Right. And that's why I've always tried to do the right thing. But I will tell you, like, there are moments that are hard. Like, for instance, I can give you a perfect example. Like, in property management, when you have a property that, like, let's say you're on a property and it's all conventional and it's moving over towards like a low income or a tax credit housing place. Um, you know, you let the residents finish out their leases, but when that property's bought, typically they may keep the property manager for a couple months to get all the info out of them. But those property managers don't typically keep their jobs and they're not given a two week. Hey, we appreciate all your help. You know, you're not going to work here anymore. They randomly just walk in one day and there's a new manager sitting in their chair. Mm -hmm. And they're walked out of the front door. And those are hard things to come by. But it's also that much harder if you're like the person on a property that sells. Because if the new company doesn't want you and the old company doesn't retain you. And there's no two-week notice either. It's not like they tell you, hey, your property's selling on October 5th. So be prepared to either be done or, or get an offer or whatever. You just kind of sit there dumbfounded until October 5th and hope that someone speaks to you. 
And then if, if nobody does on October 6th, you file for unemployment. So it's one of those things where like two week notices from our perspective, of course they're respectful. It's the polite and proper thing to do. However, it's not a requirement <laughs> at all. And that's the biggest thing I want people to remember. You know, I have walked out of a job before and I didn't walk out. Like that's not how it works. And I am not afraid to tell this story because I think it's the most screwed up thing that had ever happened to me <laughs> as a person. Um, when my father passed away, I was in an industry that was open through all of COVID. Um, my father passed away January 2nd of 2021. So I was in an industry that was considered essential workers. And I came down when my dad passed um, to be with my family, of course. Mm -hmm. And then my direct supervisor told me I was required to come back to work by a certain day. Well, due to everything going on, my dad's funeral got pushed to that day. And so I called in and I said, hey, listen, I'm not going to be able to return that day. That's my dad's funeral. And they said, well, you know, we can't tell you that you have to come in that day, but we can tell you it'll be a write-up if you don't show up. And I was like, really? Like, and this was a company that I had spent years building with um I was in upper management I I was heartbroken to say the least yeah um this was the same company that had me working 60 hours a week as I was also taking chemo meds so that was kind of like my last straw like it was one thing to have me like going through chemo and working full-time not being able to see my family because I was at a new city um, during my whole chemo, it was a whole nother thing to tell me that I couldn't even mourn the loss of my dad. So I was like, listen, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to fight with y'all. Well, then that following Monday wrapped around and they called me and they were like, Hey, you didn't come back to work. And I was like, I told you I needed additional time off. I have the PTO to cover it. I will not be returning this week. And they said, if you do not show up tomorrow, you are a no call, no show, and you will be terminated. And I didn't technically quit. I didn't show up. And so if you want to terminate me for that, when I had the available PTO, that's your choice as a company. You know, and at those points, I feel like those are company losses, not personal losses. If you work for no. a company that can't understand that yeah. we're all human and we go through stuff, that's leave. That's not a company I want to work with. Right. Because you have no uh, compassion for your for your workers, for your people. And if you don't have no compassion for that, the day-to-day -day is going to be hell. Right. It's, it's, it's going to be nothing but hell and stress. No, I don't want no parts of it. See, and that's the biggest thing to remember. If a company doesn't... The same way that you want to give that two-week notice out of respect, if the company doesn't respect you enough, to give you the time off that you need or, you know, the different things you may need for health reasons, that's not a company you want to work for. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, that's not a company that deserves a two-week notice. And 
should that ever come back to haunt me in life, I completely accept it because, you know, from an HR standpoint, work-life balance is not being afraid to talk to your employer. Yeah, but you can you can explain that. And I think any other new company, if they ask you that question, you know, they always ask you, you know, why you left your last job or have you ever hmm. been terminated from a job? <laughs> it's like, you can, like, you can explain that. And any kind of new company, if they don't feel compassion about why you left that job, then you don't need to probably go with a new job anyway. Right. Right. I am. So what do you think has created this culture in the newer generation? Because, you know, the newer generation, they are very entitled. Um, However. People are getting sick and tired of being (laughs) sick and tired of being sick and tired of other people BS. (laughs) Well, and it's so true. Like. And and this new generation, this is what I like about them. They will not accept you underpaying them. They will not do more than their 40 hours a week. Mm-mm. And if you treat them poorly, they will walk out and blast you on social media. And that I know that, that we come from a, a time in the world, an era where you don't do that to employers. But you know what? I'm glad that this new generation is speaking up because so many of us have had these secret thoughts or said these things. After we leave a company or behind the company's back and never to their face because we didn't want to lose our jobs. But this new era of workers are like, man, screw that. They'll be on social media. You can Google yeah. any company you work for on TikTok, and I promise you somebody's on there talking trash about it. But we came up, we came up in a totally different era because our parents came up in a different era where you you didn't we're grateful have, you, to have a job yeah you showed a certain level of respect for your job because mm-hmm. you needed that job to survive like that that put food on your table so whatever you had to do to keep the job you just was expected to do it because you were expected to bring home a check you were expected to bring home a food on the table you didn't have time to say oh i'm not feeling how you're talking to me today and has the ability to walk off a job because they had a family and they had big families back in the day. Like they have six, seven kids to feed. So whatever disrespect or, or things that they didn't agree with happened on a job, they just had to swallow it because they had to think about the six kids they had at home that needed food and a place to live. So they just dealt with it. But now you got so many different ways you can make money. You don't need a job. Like you do so many side hustles and different things you can do for yourself to make your own money for yourself and survive um, accordingly that you people don't feel like they need to put up with employers BS because they be like they're smarter now and the use of technology is like I can go do this for myself and make more money mm-hmm. than working for you so watch what you say to me and that's how they are well, and and it's, it's like a are... whole new kind of workforce, man. Like, and I respect it. And as somebody, I'm 38 years old, so I'm not, I'm nowhere close to retiring. No. But because of how I was raised and because I've always had bills and I've been on my own for such a long time. And anyone that knows me knows that I have always kept a job. And nine times out of 10, that job has been in some form of management. Um. 
it's just kind of who I am. And I know that that comes with long hours and the long hours don't even necessarily bother me. It's the expectation that I'll do the long hours. I have no problem working 60 hours a week and feeling absolutely fine. You know, the problem comes in when I do it for a couple of weeks and then you expect me to do it for the third week when I might feel like I need a break. And if you take away that break from someone that needs it, they get burnt out. And that burnt out turns into like, you know, resentment and anger and frustration with the company. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that you can do to change it or fix it or you feel like almost you get stuck. Yeah, you start feeling unappreciated. And once that sets in, you know, everything, you're scrutinizing everything that they're doing and saying. Well, a lot of people be like, oh, it's my boss, it's my boss, it's my boss. But I just want to point out that a lot of times it's not the boss. It's the boss's boss or the corporate or because Mm -hmm. like I, I personally feel like I have a phenomenal boss, Um, but the workload on her plate is 10 times what my workload is and I can barely keep up with my workload. So I know that she's drowning. And so when she reaches out and she's like, hey, this apparently needs to get done too. You know, I might roll my eyes. I might be frustrated, but I'll stay the extra 30 minutes and get it done because I know that if I say no, then that's another thing that's going to fall back on her plate. And I know that's not necessarily my problem, but if you keep a good working relationship with your boss, you know, when you do have a mess up or a screw up, they're right there to help you fix it versus say, no, this was your fault. Yeah. You know, so. You be the blame person for the whole mess up but I will tell you like I am definitely at a point in my life where a 40 hour work week and medical benefits (laughs) that's listen I'm I'm good with 40 hours now like I and I only say that because like I I can do a 40 hour work week with my eyes closed I haven't done a 40 hour work week in a really long time I could do that with my eyes closed and it would feel like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, you're working 40 hours plus. Anybody who's working right. 40 hours plus, a 40-hour work week is be a breeze. My problem exactly. is I want, I want a 40-hour paycheck, but I only want to work 15 hours. And that's why you start your own businesses. That's why you have your own business. You know what I mean? And once, once your business is running to the point where you don't have to work under anybody else, you're good. You know? Which is part of the reason for the podcast, guys. So come on, you know, share this with your friends, invite your family, tell everybody you know about it because we're the coolest people in the world. You know, Amanda, Sheena, we're like, we're the shit. And we're allowed to say shit because we put explicit content on our podcast. Right. So we have to to because Sheena occasionally slips up and says some words that should not be on any podcast. So. You know, we just have to do Listen, that because of Sheena. I have to call out stupidity <laughs> and stuff that don't make no sense. And sometimes there's not a polite way to call it out. Um, there's never a polite way to call out stupidity. Um, yeah, sometimes so, you got to drop the f bomb to get your point across. Now. <laughs> 
So all I just thought about as she said that so that everyone knows why I was just randomly laughing so hard is I was like, that's how you put in your two-week notice. Like, oh, you know why I had the same thought? <laughs> like, you pissed me off. That's it. I'm, I'm out of here. Bomb, and that's going to be my two-week notice. <laughs> I, um, I've never done it, but I really want to, like, put in my two-week notice at a company using, like, a, I'm sorry for your loss card. <laughs> like you know that like would, condolences that would be funny i should just get a random job just so i can do that and see. listen and then record it so we can put it on the podcast <laughs> right just work there like three weeks and they'll be like you know what i ain't feeling this no more um yeah and well the only reason i want to do it is because i have a, a i'm a very goofy person in general anyways i'm a very happy person it's the hippie in me i can't help it um but it's one of those things where i know what i bring to the table i know i'm a hard worker and i know that i'm good at the things that i i, I do so i know what i bring to the table so i'm always going to feel like i'm a loss to any company and if you don't feel like you're a loss to a company when you leave then you didn't do anything for that company just to put that out there right. you know if you don't feel like they're going to miss you when you're gone what are you still doing there besides wasting time, space, and, and air? You know, you know, while when that company don't want you to leave because they try to do anything to keep you to stay. You know, they say that, but I'm gonna point something out. So I know a lot of people don't understand property management. Um, well, they understand it. Like, it's your landlord. You know, if you live in an apartment, it's your landlord. That's property management. But, um, sorry, we just got, <laughs> we just got a comment in our Facebook chat that said breakup should require two week notices also. And I personally completely agree. I think what? that, you yeah, breakup should, re- yeah, because then, I'm you know, out with you? no, but l- listen to what you just said is that's when companies will be like, Hey, what can I do to keep you? So if you did that in relationships, like, hey, man, this is your two, my two-week notice that this isn't going to work, that'll give that person the opportunity to be like, hey, this is what I can change to make this relationship work. <laughs> no, because by the time I get to that point in the relationship, I'm already checked out. <laughs> but that's because females check out <laughs> mentally long before they check out physically. Listen, like, we will be like- done with relationships for two years in our head and still be with them. And then all of a sudden, one day, there's socks on the floor. And we're like, that's it. I'm out. Over a sock? Yes, over a sock. By the time I tell you I'm done, there is nothing you can say or do to get me to stay. Because we already have first one, two, three. I don't know how many chances or second chances. I didn't give you a pass or opportunity to fix your, your shit. And gave you an ultimatum and everything like that. So if I'm like, this your notice I'm done I'm out don't call me no more then I'm done like you better not call me no more you know you what I just at that point you'll be blocked because I'm gonna tell I you don't call me I just thought about something you. and some of my followers are gonna think this is funny because they know the situation but I think that my ex-husband gave me a two-week notice because <laughs> he <laughs> he broke up with me and he said he was moving out and he left and then he came back a week later and he said he wanted to fix things. And I said, okay. And then a week later, he said he was done again. 
And at that point, I kind of put my foot down and was like, okay, you're done. So we're done. I'm, we're done. This You're moving completely out. Um, you know what? My ex did the same it, I thing. Think, I think he gave me a two-week notice. Because he was like, you want to get a divorce? Uh, yeah, let's do that. And then <laughs> a couple weeks later, he was like, uh, you sure you want to do this? Dude, don't go reneging because I already <laughs> We doing this. Um, don't come back to the house. <laughs> hey, what does that word mean exactly? What? R e n i g. Oh, re- uh, when you the you use this a lot in spades, but it's when you uh say something and take it back, almost like an Indian giver. Oh, an Indian giver with words. Yes. So I don't like that word. And I know that you know why I don't like that word. Yeah. But but I always wondered exactly what the definition was because I don't use that word. So I just chipped a nail, y'all. That's what I'm picking at so I don't look like a crazy person on here. But um, No, I typically only use it like in that context or when I'm playing spades or something. So, okay. Okay. It's so I'm going like to remember that. A word that's like popular on the everyday I'm gonna just call. I'm going to just call him a word Indian giver. I'm going to just call him that. But, you know, you're not supposed to say Indian giver anymore. Really? Yeah, because oh. it's not politically correct. It's like. So what is the political way to say you taking some shit back that you gave me? You a giver backer or a taker backer. <laughs> I guess. I don't I don't know. They never told us what. But, you know, that's why they changed like that team from the Redskins. Because it was no longer politically correct. And you're not supposed to say Indian giver anymore because it's no longer politically correct. So they changed their whole name? They're not the Redskins no more? You see no, how that uh, team that uh, team has okay. they've had a new name for years because it's like cancel culture took it away. I wish cancel culture would take away work. Like how do y'all just cancel work? Yeah. Can we work just, that out? <laughs> just give everybody a social security check and we could just sit out. Listen, you don't even got to do that, man. I'll go out and make my own garden. If somebody else will raise a cow or two, we can, like, trade off. I'll give you vegetables, you give me meat, and we just live. And we can all steal electricity from solar panels. Yeah, I really can't plant nothing, so I'll, I won't. I'll, I don't have a green thumb <laughs> at all. Like, I'll kill it. I don't either, but my, so, my other, my better half does. My better half is great with that stuff. Um, so I'll have to I barter suck something at it. else. So, oh, if we had to live off the land, what would you barter? Like, if you was, if we had to go back to, like, the 1815, and when we had to live off the land, and barter <laughs> She said back to 1815. That's a very specific year. All right. So, if we had to go back to 1815, y'all, <laughs> what would we barter? What but would you be Sheena, bartering? If you could barter. You could make your own newspaper. Oh. That's what you could barter. You could trade your newspaper with everybody's news. For your meat and your vegetables for the week to get through in your milk. So you give me and, meat and I give you a newspaper? Right. That seems like an even trade. I think it does. It takes a lot of work to make a newspaper. Yes. I'm not a very good gardener, so I don't think I could really garden with that. But I could, like, I don't know. I could trade, like, house cleaning services or cooking services or something like that in exchange for some kind of payment for, well, listen, I don't really like to cook, so that's not going to work either. Um, but right. I'll clean. That's what I'll do. You know what? No, I'll be the, I'll be the animal keeper, like the person that feeds all the animals on farms. 
That's what I'll do. You and feed they can just an pay me in meat. And they yeah, just I want. Give you the I chicken. love the little animals. Yeah. Well, I don't, but they can't give it to me alive because I wouldn't be able to kill the animal. So. No, I want my chicken plucked and grilled. Girl, you better save them feathers. You're going to need some pillows. It's 1815. You can't buy them at Walmart. <laughs> Yo, what if we what if we had to go back? We'll never have to go back and live on the land. Not with our technology. Listen, I don't know. If this whole Texas and federal thing don't slow down, we might all um we might all get to a point where we don't got much choices anymore. I don't know if you know about all that. I know that you don't watch the news. I just found out about it today because I am so far behind in news and stuff like that because I don't watch anything political. If it's political, I change the channel as fast as I can. Yeah, um, me too. I don't even watch local shit, so you know I don't watch political stuff. Apparently, the federal government told Texas to stop putting barbed wire up around the border so that people that are seeking asylum from Mexico can get across and Texas more or less said F you and put up this wire that people can't cross without killing themselves. And um, there's like multiple states like Arizona, Florida, all these different states are backing Texas and Texas is more or less the federal government said they had until it was like either yesterday or Thursday to take the wire down and Texas said F you. And they said, um, like, the federal government said they were going to come in and cut the wire down. And Texas said, go ahead. We'll just keep replacing it. Oh, so we're about to have a civil war. That's exactly what the, the they were saying on the news, is this is going to end up turning into a civil war. But, listen, I don't know. Like, they better be careful with that because the Texas is part of the South, man. And the South, if anybody got the guns, man, it's the South. Man, they ain't never watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Do y'all really want to fuck with Texas? <laughs> I'm just saying. That was based Listen, on the true story. What year would, did that happen? I don't even know. The 70s? Because my, my brain wants to believe it was in 1815. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait. If we went back to 1815... You're saying go back to like 1815 times or go back to 1815? Because if we no, went back there, we wouldn't have any electricity. Times, like the times. And I can do a lot of things, but I can't live without electricity. When did electricity start? You see, I don't, pay, I don't remember history. So well, we can go back to whatever year electricity starts because I can't do without electricity neither. And water. I need some water in the well, house. I don't. I don't know if you know that water's always been around. No, I mean like indoor plumbing. <laughs> like you oh. know, like when the shit is um, in the house. Like I don't want to have to go outside, cross the yard, and shit. Okay, so Alexa, what year did indoor plumbing become invented? According to an Alexa Answers contributor, indoor plumbing was first invented in 1826 by an architect. 1826. Alexa, stop. Oh, almost. So, we're, yeah, we're right there. Wait, hold on. Alexa, what year was electricity invented? Long before any knowledge of electricity existed. Ancient Egyptians. No. I think Alexa on something else. Alexa giving me a whole lesson on electric currents and all kinds of stuff. Alexa, I heard her say stop. something about Egyptian thing. <laughs> she said long before electricity was common, people were feeling electric currents back in something, something B.C. How do they know that? Who gave them that information? 
The same people who gave them the information on the new dinosaurs they find in. Alexa, when was indoor electricity invented? Indoor electricity was invented in 1880. Alexa, stop. 1880. So we're going to go back to 1880. Alexa, stop. She thinks I'm still talking to her. <laughs> Let's just do 1901. All right. So if we're going back we to, to 1901. <laughs> All right. So we're going. Do you think that they gave two week notices on farms? Fuck like no. back oh, then? sorry. <laughs> See? And that is why every single one of our podcasts have to have, huh, every single one of our podcasts end up having to be under explicit content because of Sheena's mouth. Um, <laughs> so, all right, 1901, we got electricity, we got indoor running water. You go to no, work all day no, at the farm. No, they're going to jump on their horse and tell them where to shove it and go on somewhere. You see, history so, is, repeats itself. That's where we are now. We got people, but they're not jumping on their horses. They're jumping in their Hondas and their Lexus and their uh, new Teslas. What's the other electric cars? They're jumping in electric cars now and telling you goodbye and riding off. Before hold on. They, there's more electric cars than the Tesla? I don't know. I'm just guessing. So I don't know the anything about sale. cars. That's a car for real. Oh, listen, that was not fair. Because I was legit asking a question. Um, because I don't know anything about these electric cars. But um, now you're going to make me look stupid when I go to a dealership. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I wanted to come in and buy a door sale. <laughs> They're going to be like, go to Walmart. Oh, Duracell. I don't know what I thought you were saying. Um, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I'm here to buy an Energizer, please. Um, so they didn't give two-week notices back then. So when do you think two-week notices started? That's a good question. Because, you know, women weren't in the workforce until, like, I don't even... Alexa, when did women join the workforce? Stop. Alexa, stop. Actually, Alexa, when so the was 1940s. the first two-week notice given? Alexa, do you know when the first two-week notice was ever given? You don't have any notifications. <laughs> it told me I don't have no notifications. <laughs> so who invented Ale the two-week notice? Alexa, who invented the two-week notice? From the it is not something that a single person invented. So what it is is some company randomly at some point said, hey, the proper thing to do is give two-week notices. I know it's in the 40s. Oh, okay. So I think she was saying when we joined the workforce was the 40s. Um, I think the two-week notice probably came out around the 70s or something because that's when people started getting responsible. You think the 70s people were responsible? What do you know about the 70s that I don't know? I don't know. I'm just guessing. They should have been responsible by the 70s. You think? Well, and I only say that, but see, we grew up in different cultures. Because all I was thinking is, like, 70s was hippie central. Like, that's when psychedelics were big. and So you think, yeah, they probably didn't give a damn about don't two I know. They probably the didn't even, they probably just didn't show up one day. 
It probably might have been the late 80s. You know what? Scratch that. The 90s. You, you know what, though? And I don't want to say people in the 90s are really responsible, but I probably you're probably right about the 80s, though. Like, honestly. Because if you think about it, that's when you and I were young. Mm-hmm. And our parents were trying to make sure they they could do whatever it take, took to put food on our tables. I'm going to go so ahead that would my make parents, sense. like, when did they start giving two-week two notices? That's so funny. I, every every bone in my body wants your parents to be like, we don't give two-week notices. Um. <laughs> What's a two-week notice? <laughs> right. Somebody who's um, recently retired, call us or send us, put us a message in the chat and tell me when did you first notice two-week notice? Let me see if we got anybody chatting on anything. We don't got nothing over on TikTok right now. Let's see if we got something over on YouTube, Twitch. Come on, someone knows this answer, and I need to know who it is. Right. Someone I, knows I need where to know. the two. Who commit, who who first? Hold thought on. Let me the, ask uh... Alexa one more thing. Alexa, why did people start giving two week notices? Never mind. She's giving me the definition of notices. Alexa ain't the brightest sometimes. I don't think she heard the two week part. All right, so thank you, Miss Gonzalez. We got Miss Gonzalez on Facebook that is saying it's a norm that likely goes back to the 40s and 50s when a lot of big companies were formalizing their human resource practices. That would make sense. So it's probably something that was written into original human resource books to try to prepare a company when someone was going to leave. Oh, well, Google says the 40s and 50s. Yeah, that's what when she a lot said of the too. Big companies were formalizing, like you said, the, the human. You people. literally are repeating what I just said. I, I just realized that. That's why I stopped. <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm repeating the same shit that you just said. And that's probably what. Yeah, that's probably what Miss Gonzalez got it from. She probably Googled it and threw it in there for us. Um, but with that being said, you know we have come a long way since the 40s and 50s. Women are deep in the workforce. We're running multi-million dollar companies now. You know, we, at what point do we reestablish if this is a good practice? And I get the companies are like, oh, well, we don't want it so that nobody comes in tomorrow. Yeah, but I don't want it so I can't pay my bills tomorrow. And you're not going to give me a two week notice if you're going to fire me. No, they're definitely not. Because once they want you gone, you're gone. And. I guess that's why unemployment was in the place. So in case you do get terminated, you can get some type of income. But that's only then they change that to where you only get that benefit if you're laid off versus if you get um, fired. Because, well, you still get it if you're fired. I think you're penalized. Um, Right. Well, and then on top of that, though, unemployment takes time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't think they realize, you know, yeah, you can get unemployment if you're laid off, but you don't get it right away. And you have bills right away. Right. You know, I don't know anybody whose bills say, oh, you lost your job. I'll pause for a couple months for you. Well, that's but unemployment they, will be like, assume, oh, no, they assume, they assume everybody has their rainy day or their savings account that they can live off of until 
things get better or or you start having income again. But they don't realize that in today's culture or where we at now, the average person does not have a savings account or a rainy day. The average well, that's because the companies check check. don't pay us enough to do that. You know, like they don't. I don't that's why make you need horrible money jobs to make it right. I need. I don't make jobs. horrible money by far. Yeah. But between bills and the inflation in groceries and the inflation in gas, and the amount of I car still insurance, live paycheck to paycheck. Right, because you're requiring me to keep car insurance on the car, and you have to put gas in it. You got to pay the car payment if you don't own it, and then you got taxes and registration. So you got all of these. And bills. on top of that, you charge me a copay to go see my doctor. You charge me for my prescriptions, and you charge me monthly for insurance to do any of that stuff. And without the insurance, none of those people will see me. You got to pay for anything. You don't. Only thing you don't pay for is air. So, <laughs> and girl, you paying for that? Sometimes you can buy bottled air. <laughs> I was to say you probably got to pay for that because you pay to sit in your house to breathe air. I mean, you do. Um, so I don't know why, but this just reminded me. There's this t- video going around that's viral on TikTok about this girl that was like, "How do we breathe inside the car?" What? And I was like, I don't understand what she's saying. And she goes, "How do we breathe when we're inside of a car?" She was like, unless you turn the vents on, you're not getting any air source. So when you're inside of a vehicle, how are you breathing if you're not getting any air? If your windows are up and you have no vents on, how are you getting air? And I was like, I don't think today's society understands how air works. But she has gone completely viral over this. So I just want to put out there, if she can go viral over that, then I mean like, here, y'all send her my response, okay? Y'all record this and send this to her. You Air know why? You know why is these, everywhere. These, these new generation <laughs> people don't understand certain things or don't get certain things. It's because they're cutting out a lot of stuff out of the history books, and they're not teaching a lot of stuff, and they're changing the way they're teaching things. So the things that we learn and that's common sense to us, these new kids and stuff are coming to us and be asking questions, and we're looking at them like. It should be common sense, but they're actually not teaching it in, anymore. See, I don't have children to have those kind of have that kind of like information. I do know only because I'm an avid book reader and I'm really big on like what's going on with books, like canceled books. And, you know, it's like really important to me that I own all the books that have been canceled and stuff like that. So I do know that they have removed a lot of parts of history from the books. Like, for instance, the Civil War in the books in South Carolina. Now, the Civil War in slavery is only covered in one paragraph, one page. That's it. You ever heard of the New World Order? So I just started hearing a little bit more about that. So, yeah, a little bit. But that's what they're saying is going on with this whole Texas thing, too. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, the new world order is, is, is a new, I don't I hate to say revelation, revelation, but it's not a revelation. It's just like a new change that they want to blanket out to change, basically change society. 
from what if it you used to remove, be. If you remove the learning and the education from things that happened in the past, then the past will repeat itself. The Holocaust is a perfect example because, of like, that. After all of those people, they're wiping out everything and changing now, starting to change the history now and teaching things differently, brainwashing everybody to forget the history because once the people that generation die off, it won't be nothing but what is told. So if it's not in the right. history books and nobody's here that lived through it and everybody who lived through it died off, how what the um, the new people or the new generations is only going to believe what they're told. Absolutely. Uh, well, absolutely. But that's, with that being said, then, if we can tell people to do stuff, I want to tell the up and coming generation, the cancel culture. I don't know who I call. Is it like 1-800-CANCEL or like 1-800-CANCEL-YOU? Or y'all just, I need the phone number to the cancel culture society because I would like to put two week notices on the cancel thing. I know that your generation is already doing it, but I think we need to cancel it as an entire race. Um, You know, the human race needs to eliminate two week notices because employers don't give them to us. Um, You got people now that just don't get do it at all. Like people have stopped doing it. And I don't think there's a requirement in any state. I know no, no, and they a, can't require not. you to leave. Legally, they can't require you to do that because you could have anything come up, you know, where you right. just need to walk away from that. So they legally cannot require that of you. So it's only the discretion of the company. Like, and it has always been like, like with me, if you have to quit and leave my company or whatnot, and if it's for good reason, it's health reason or something, and you want to come back later on down the line, you didn't give a two week notice. Depends on how good, available of a uh, employee you was. If you did your job, right. then I would base that you returning to me on that versus whether or not you gave me a two week notice. I know money companies now. If you don't give a two week notice, you're not even eligible to come back. Correct, correct, and it's not just a two week notice either. So, so they can I make just... you unrehirable for a multitude of reasons. Um, I can tell you that I worked for a company that made, that listed me and they won't tell me this to my face, but I I was told by my direct supervisor that I was listed as non-rehirable because my husband at the time was a felon. Wow. And I didn't even think they could do stuff like that, but they don't have to give a reason if they list you as unrehirable. Yeah, they don't, especially if there's an at-will state. So they don't have to do anything. Um, But like I said, it's not a requirement. People are just not doing it. I just say, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. You don't have to do it. But just know, if you don't do it, just be okay with your uh, not going back. Every action has a consequence. So if you're going to deal with the consequences of never returning to that company, then don't do it. So the company that I didn't give a two-week notice to, I wasn't planning on never, ever going back to her. So it really didn't matter. So all the times that I did it, I I never planned on ever returning to the company. So it really didn't matter. But if I want to return to a company, maybe uh, potentially, then I always make sure I, I do it and get a proper, you know, protocol so I can 
be eligible to return. But that's the only thing. If you don't care about returning to the company, it don't matter what, one way or another. I was trying to, like, look up, <clears throat> like, the most hilarious two-week notice that you can find. Um, that would be... You really don't have to give funniest two week notice. Well, see, and that's another thing. Like people think that, and my actually, I had to learn this from my mom and given my last two week notice. Like I gave way too much information in my in my notice. She was like, "Amanda, take all that out." Yeah, she was like, "Make it vague." If they really want to know why you're leaving, they're going to come to you and talk to you. And if they're not willing to, then they're not willing to. You know, I, I would like to believe that my former employer knows why I left even if they didn't acknowledge it. Um, because I said multiple times the reason I was thinking about leaving. Um, Listen. Okay, I found one. This I'm sorry for your loss card. Oh, as a two-week notice, is a thing. You can buy it on Amazon. But this one, I think I Googled, I Googled the funniest two-week notice, and I'm looking at the images. So I think uh-huh. this is hilarious, because this person drew, drew a mic drop, the microphone. Yeah. He said, "Thank you for thank you for the wonderful time I had here. This is my drawing of a mic drop. It is also my 2 week notice." That's pretty cool. I'm actually looking at the same thing you are. Um so cool. if y'all just type in funniest 2 week notices and then click images, you'll be able to see exactly what we're looking at right now. Um somebody draw a picture of a cat. Tell this is a picture of a cat. It's also my 2 week notice. So I am looking at this one. So the one that I'm looking at, y'all, is written on a piece of toilet tissue. (laughs) And it says, I have chosen this type of paper for my two-week resignation as a symbol of how I feel this company has treated me. And ironically, how it is disposed of is where I feel this company is going. Flush it down the toilet. We should have... Google the most creative way to do a two-week notice. Listen, that this right here. I, let me see if y'all can, if I can show y'all. Okay, so I got TikTok to see that one. Now let me see if I can get the light. Hold on, let me adjust this light and see Some if y'all the can see this. One? No, my light won't let y'all see my phone correctly. It's a picture of a bunch of birds flying in the sky. I think and I've seen that one. All it says under it is this bird has flown and their their signature. Yeah, I think I see that one. So let's see. This is hilarious. Well, <laughs> more of the podcast. We're going. This to person, like... sorry, this person said that they um they went into work that day playing the NSYNC Bye 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 song over and over and over until someone asked them, why do you keep playing that? And they walked out. Really? I'm looking at a (laughs) candle that says, this smells like my two-week notice. Oh my God, I just can't. (laughs) I wonder what kind of candle. You know what? (laughs) What kind of smell would you put in a candle for your two-week notice? Oh, that's a hard one. Like, they say that the smell that covers up anything is like apples or cinnamon. But they say that the most frequently bought smell is vanilla. Mm. 
But I wonder if but they if, would like do something. But if I really was gonna do crazy. that, I would make the candle smell like poop. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna you know what? It's on Etsy. I wanna just order it just so I can see what it smells like. Listen, you got to be careful messing with Etsy, though, because Etsy is where I found that you could mail your enemies glitter. You know what? That's really? how I would do it. That's how I would do it, man. I just figured it out. If I'm ever going to turn another two-week notice, I am going to mail my corporate office a glitter bomb. And what a glitter bomb is, it's called MailYourEnemiesGlitter.com. And when they open the envelope, it flings the glitter all over. And you're allowed to put a little message in it. A lot of people send it to their exes. Um, but I'm good. That's how I'm going to quit. If I ever have to quit, you know what? I'm, gonna... I'm about to go on Etsy just to Google that. Yeah. Well, you can just type in mail your enemies, glitter.com and it'll come up. There's all kinds of different glitter bombs and glitter envelopes. And you can even oh, do like, God. it'll have like mini penises that pop out and fly everywhere. If you want to send it to your ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I, I love think, it. I should um, create me another company to... Uh, it's called two notices for your employer or your boyfriend or your significant other, whoever you need to give a notice to. And I'm going to put it in a glitter bomb. It's going to blow up. It's going to say, this is my notice to fuck off. So listen, Sheena, um, while we're here live on the podcast, this is an intervention <laughs> because you create too many businesses. Right. Um, I have so many ideas. So this is this is your current <laughs> intervention live with all of our followers um uh, across the world. Um and with that being said, guys, I just want to point out that today, as of right now at 8:57 p.m., Yin Yang the podcast has finally reached 1.3 thousand followers. Yay! So we have finally reached our goal of a thousand followers. We are doing great in that in that note. So thank you to the people that I reached out to today that shared that with your followers to bring some people over um, so that we can start getting a little more out there and get our lives watched a little bit more. I truly, truly, truly appreciate your help with that. Um, but we are officially at 1,000 followers on Facebook, which means that we, our lives can be as interactive as we want them to be and as long as we want them to be. They're still going to just be the same that they've always been because me and Sheena are people that live off of our calendars. Um, <laughs> we don't have much time besides that. We get like six minutes in between this and that. So, um, but y'all, I guess the ending, the wrap up for tonight would be, you know, if you, if you are leaving your job for a good reason, if you're leaving your job for better money or better benefits or a better work culture, then put in your two-week notice and tell them that. Right. Like, hey, this work culture is killing me. Y'all expect way too much out of your – and that way maybe they know so they can change. But put into your two-week notice just in case that company does start to change and do better. That you have the option to go back. Or if you don't want to put it all in a notice, a lot of companies do the exits, give you an opportunity to do an exit interview. Do yeah, don't put interview. it in your actual two-week notice. Yeah, no, do the do exit, the exit interview. interview. And then explain to them, this is why. Give them your feedback. So they are, you know, can reduce their turnover rate. Because that's how they, they can reduce it. That's how they can get better by your feedback. If they don't get your feedback, they think they're doing it right. 
Well, and, and that's the biggest thing, you know, you are, you create the job that you want. Like with me, all the extra work and stuff I'm doing right now, I know that I brought that on myself by agreeing because I could have said no. And I didn't, you know, and it comes a point where you got to put your foot down and, and you got to do what's best for you. And I know that. You know, so if you create that environment, but for people like me, it's really hard for me to stay in one job role forever oh, because yeah, I get, I get bored. bored. See, I, I, I need more tasks. I need more challenges. I need to do more. Um, well, that's why I got like 700 businesses because I get bored. I know. And now we got to <laughs> make a whole nother one with some glitter. Listen, we're doing the glitter at your house, ma'am. Um, no, don't bring all that glitter no. over here. Don't bring that glitter over here. We need a manufacturer. All right, so <laughs> right, we we gonna have to outsource. No, you know what? Apparently. I'm not just gonna. Um, I don't know. We have to manufacture the glitter somewhere else. Now I can do drawings. You know, do a handmade drawing, a handmade letter of a a two week notice that's really like out there, and I can send it for you if you want to break up with your significant other by a two-week notice come holler at me because i got some ideas y'all don't let her be out here selling y'all random letters with um and listen don't be letting her hand draw either i she ain't gonna tell you this but she's not the best hand drawer so and i got two <laughs> look dogs, at her. so i got two dogs so we can like hear me out we can take this the notebook paper get some car stock and run that through some dog poop and put you broke my heart, so smell this crap. Oh, well, I can write some poetry, and we can send those letters out to Listen, break out with your significant other. It's gonna you be just better go back than the to the old school glitter. ones, like like you broke my heart. I'll, I'm gonna break your face. This is your two week notice to move out of this place. Yeah, that's Ooh. Dope. man, you get in so much trouble now. <laughs> By slicing people tires. Don't get no no uh record. Don't get no criminal Sh- record. Sheena. Send them a poop letter. Sheena, that was really strange advertising. Really? Yeah, it was strange. You shouldn't bring up the whole slicing tires thing because it sounds like you're speaking from experience. Oh, no, I never did that. I never did that. For real, you never did? No, Would for you real. tell I, me on I, this? I, Scott's honor. Yeah, we're live. Like, Scott's honor. I Listen, never, it's I Scout. Never, it's a whole... Oh, Scout, Scout, Scout. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm, pan on... Scott, who is Scott? <laughs> Scott. Scott's honor. Scott. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting my hand on Scott. <laughs> Where's Scott at so I can put my hand on him? <laughs> Listen, y'all, I've done it. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I, I, don't, I don't care. I haven't been that. Uh, but I, I only was... did three because I know the drill. If you do this... all four, insurance pays for it. I haven't done it. I haven't done that. Mm. I haven't done anything that but crazy. But I can't be arrested because technically the vehicle wasn't my name. So it was my own vehicle. We need to do a podcast. <laughs> no, we can't do talk about uh, topics. But you know what? That would be a good top, um, podcast topic. We should be another podcast on stuff you would do when you break up. Listen, I had an ex that um <laughs> that took my TV cord. To stuff not to do when you break up. It's like I had a tired. petty ex 
taped my TV cord and I didn't even know for like two weeks because I don't watch TV like that. And so like two weeks after he moved out and took all his stuff, I went to go turn on my TV. First off, he hid the dang remote. It took me like two hours to find the remotes. Um, but I found them and they were like all stuffed in the bottom of the drawer back behind the pot holders in the, in the kitchen. So I found the remotes and then I turned on the, tried to turn on the TV and I was like, oh dang, the remotes must not not go to batteries. I opened it. It had batteries. And I was like, what's going on? So I went to turn it on a TV on the TV and I'm like, power, 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 not doing nothing. I looked behind the whole core was gone. He took all my power cords, to all my TVs in the house. See, he definitely need a poop letter, but y'all already broke up, so it won't be a two-week notice. That yeah, would be kind of awkward to send it now, right? No, I will have a special letter <laughs> for 15 him. years ago, you took all my power cords. Here's my revenge. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, my God. Now, that's the most pettiest, No, I guess. I don't know. I guess that takes the cake. Most pettiest. I don't I know. Heard. If I ever got to leave somebody again, I'm taking all the spoons. I don't care. Nobody says it's one of the hardest things to live without if you ain't got none. Yeah. Well, spoons. How you going to eat your, how you going to eat your soup? Oh, your ice cream. Cause listen, that chocolate ice cream soft serve is, is life. Oh yeah. I'm to think I already then, told you that your brother got me hooked on that too. Yes. I'm trying to think what I would take. Okay. So you would take spoons if you break up. If I break up, I'm taking... And I would take the batteries out of the smoke alarm. That... So they could hear that chirp chirp? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good All one. day. You will remember me. <laughs> I would take the toilet paper. But they can... It's easy to buy toilet paper. Not when you don't know it's missing. I mean, that's true. You should take like you. What's the you know the little thing, the little um piece that holds the toilet paper on the toilet paper thing. You should take that. Mm, I would leave the uh, toilet paper on there that only had like two squares on it, and then take all the other toilet paper out the house. I um I helped a friend leave a guy. This was years ago. We were like in our early twenties, and he was like a really crappy person. But she had me go around and cut all the chains to his fans. And we took them all because she said that every time he came in the house, he would flip out if the fans weren't on, saying that he couldn't breathe right um, because there was enough airflow. And so she had me cut the, the little cords to all the fans so he had no way to turn the fans on when she left. Girl, I'm about to make me a list of all the pettiest things you can do when you break up. Who want the list? Email me. Let me know you want the list. Cause that's I, real I want the list. You want the list? No, we listen. List. We no. We're gonna we're gonna revisit this topic in the future, y'all. Because um, this is there's uh, honestly some very very serious petty stuff. Let me see if anybody jumped in the comments real quick and said that would anything. Be like a really good like uh book to write. How many people would buy a book full of petty shit you can do? I think I'd if buy not, that book. If not, I would buy it just because it'd be hilarious to read. Like, like, oh, like, remember those books? They were called like Chicken Soup for the Soul. Oh yeah, that your you, old we, we could make a chicken chicken soup for the petty soul. Yeah, we should come out with that. That would be a best. See, I would just buy it. I wouldn't do none of the stuff because I'm uh, uh, 
um, I so what's the pettiest thing you ever did? But I, she, be... I know you got no, no, you trying to hide it. I know there's some pettiness in there in you because ain't mean, no I'm way you petty. got a mouth like that and no petty. Uh, so I, kinda, I have, I have come up with some real that's why I think this would be a good idea because what's the I pettiest thing up... you ever did in a breakup? A pettiest thing I ever did in a breakup, uh huh, pettiest because I know. I can tell y'all something my ex did that was petty. He Go added my dang um, phone number to one of those um, I'm looking for car insurance websites. And then people was calling me for weeks trying to get me to. And I was like, this is so weird. And then finally somebody said, um, well, there's two numbers listed. And they gave me the other number. And it was his. Wow. And I was oh, like, no, I haven't. He's slick. I haven't did anything. I think it's hilarious. Um, but I haven't really done anything that petty. Because once I'm done with my 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 breakups, I've been like, as I'm over it, ain't no matter pettiness I can do because I'm tired of you at that point. But there was this one person I talked to, and I was like, I just I ghost like my own pettiness would be like ghosting, really. But like, oh, I'm gonna call you back. And then I'll never call you back. But when you try to call me back, I already blocked you. Or I'll, be, I'll let you come through and then I'll just sit there and look at your text. Or I'll text you back like you got the wrong number. Like, who is this? You got so the wrong I number? Have, I have responded to somebody and said, this um, phone number is disconnected service provider, da 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 <laughs> But where I messed up is I had an automatic signature on my text. <laughs> And so they responded and said, your signature wouldn't be on that if your phone was disconnected. Good idea, but just didn't, didn't think it through. Didn't think it all the way through. All right. Yes, yeah, so that's my length of my pettiness that I already did. Like, I'll ghost you in a minute, but I just... So I that just makes me feel like you would never turn in I'm sorry for your loss card as your two-week notice. But I would absolutely do that, y'all. I am... I love petty, and it's not that I like petty stuff. I like funny stuff. Yeah. And sometimes petty is funny. I don't like petty if you're being mean. No. You know, I would never make fun of somebody. I would never hurt somebody's feelings purposely. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah, I won't do anything petty to where it can hurt people or people get, like, physically hurt now. That's not funny. I like petty Right, but if funny. I'm going to do something that's going to make you go, ha, 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 that yes. be, then, yeah, no, that's 100% me. And I don't know if it comes from... If you ask my mom, she's going to tell you it comes from my dad's side of the family. But I'm pretty sure a lot of it comes from my mother. Um, she just won't ever take responsibility for the fact that my pettiness comes from her. But she was a to whom it may concern mom, you know, with the little letters through high school. So right. I know that some of my pettiness comes from her. Um, but she'll tell you it comes from my, my dad's crazy Irish family. So... <laughs> But um, anyways, y'all, we went a little over tonight. We appreciate y'all coming in. We appreciate all the support we've been getting here in the last few days. It has been phenomenal to see it kind of grow. If anybody wants to reach out to us or has any questions, we will be here. And we will see y'all next Saturday morning at Coffee with the Marie's at 7 a.m. for our current events update. Yes. Two people. Two opinions. Real talk. Real talk. Bye. Bye.